0: Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 210 that's 0330 118 0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.
1: Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis. Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Ticehurst. Hello, hello. We'll be uh, discussing all the goings on in Berkshire football this week and uh, looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures. Uh, but first, guys, how are you doing? How's your week been?
2: Good. Busy? Busy? Been all right.
1: What have you been up to, Abby?
2: Um, working. <laughs> more <laughs> working and a <laughs> bit more working. <laughs> and also. Trying to recover from playing 90 minutes of football <laughs> after three months off. Well, I mean. oh I mean, the less talk about that, the better. We, Still we got hurting? Seven. <laughs> Say that again, sorry. Still hurting, I said. I, no, I genuinely am. I have to brace myself before I go up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> is, I got is... injured as well. Like three months off and I got injured because I just got oh, taken God. out by a defender. And I was like, yeah, my leg doesn't stretch that far. So that hurts. I got winded in the process as well, so I was like, "Just give me a minute."
1: Yeah, <laughs> hate those things where you're injured, but you can't even explain what's happening because you've got no air in your body.
2: Like... Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, Tom, you alright? Yeah, fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't sound convinced. But, uh... I'm fine.
0: I've had I've had two decent nights' sleep, so I can't really complain, and I'm not oh, going to.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> um... Well, that's what constitutes as fire these days. So uh, I'll yep. uh, give you the thumbs up. Thanks, mate. Good, good, nice. Well, uh, yeah. Let's move on to uh, let's start talking about the weekend's fixtures because we had quite an extraordinary day on Saturday in terms of red cards. I mean, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? We call it Red Saturday. Red Saturday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not that we're glorifying this, but Blaby, what happened? Was there something in the water in the in Berkshire this weekend? I really don't know because I believe there was
0: there was the, all the red cards, and then there were two pitch incursions as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely, mental,
0: utterly mental.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's happened. Uh, yeah, to uh, non-league football <laughs> since uh, uh, since lockdowns happened, but I don't know. It, it just seemed, uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, the uh, the highlight being Reading City, where we can't confirm whether it's uh, somewhere between four and six red cards happened, including their manager. So uh, yes. uh, I think it is live. Th- I think it's I five. Think
2: it's five. Yeah,
1: including the manager. All it was four, four
2: for a bit, and then I thought it was six. So I saw something else, and I but I think it's five. I
0: think it's six because um, <laughs> Mo Davis got sent off for Reading. Oh right. And according to full, although that's not on full time, the line, mm. the reading City, the one that the, the, the for whatever reason the combined counties don't seem to insist on lineups as quickly as the Hellenic did. If I yeah. had one complaint, it's that it's uh, what is it Wednesday today, and I still don't know what the Reading City lineup was from uh, from Saturday. Um, but Wembley had four red cars, according to their team. I believe the manager was also sent off, and I think Mo Davis was sent off for Reading City.
1: Wow. Yeah, so.
0: But I, I I couldn't confirm that. I, that's what I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it did seem pretty extraordinary. Uh, Reading we uh, we're not quite sure the result of that game. So that was Reading City versus Wembley at yes. uh, the at Scoursland in the Combined Counties uh, Premier Division North. Um, the game was uh, Reading were winning three one at the time of the abandonment, or we think it was abandoned. We don't know. It was quite no. close to the end. So, <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah. even the uh, people who were involved in the game seem slightly unsure as to what's happened. We don't know if it's been abandoned and um, we don't know if the 3-1 result will stand or if Reading will be awarded the game and therefore being 3-0. But yeah, quite incredible that that number of red cards could be uh, dished out in Mm. one game.
2: I think it was 15 across the entire county in the end.
0: 15? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, there was can i obviously that i think there was three at hollyport but three. i just want to flag the uh, maidenhead united one yeah because um there's a there's a thing isn't there in the national league where these ex league clubs fans get very uptight and irate about, clubs yes about having to having to play um clubs like maidenhead and wieldstone and um There was some suggestion that this guy, Mullen, um, who was sent off after three minutes, I think, for Wrexham, had perhaps slipped or, you know, it was accidental. Um, And so I didn't seek out the video because I just thought, okay, fine, just whatever. You you lot just carry on. Anyway, I've seen the video and it's very um, Nigel de Jong on the Spanish lad (laughs) in the World Cup final. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's a guy. He might have slipped. (laughs) <laughs> granted the, the 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 quality of the video isn't that good he might have slipped the reality is it's it, it's almost taken his head off it's not it's two red cards if it's anything yeah absolutely um, yeah but the amount of replies to that tweet um and it just goes to show how mental and blind people can be when it comes to your own team and that there were people oh, that's not even a yellow
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, i'm willing to bet that 50 percent of those responders were trolling
1: Yeah, absolutely. But
0: there were some genuine. There were there were at least a number of genuine people in there. Absolutely nuts.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is uh, um, Wrexham uh, AFC Wrexham against uh, Maidenhead in the National League. Obviously, Uh, game finished one-one. Another in a series of very creditable results for Maidenhead against some of the top sides. Uh, Yeah, admittedly they were playing against uh, ten men for the vast majority of the game, uh, and. It uh, the new signing uh, getting a um, a, a last minute winner. Uh, oh, sorry, last minute equalizer to uh, later than last minute, should we say? It was something like the 97th minute, yes. wasn't it? To, that Maidenhead got drawn level, but uh, yeah, another fantastic result there. And Maidenhead playing in front of their biggest uh, post war crowd. Admittedly, there are only 46 Maidenhead fans there, but long um, way
0: to go. I've driven that, it's a long
1: way to go. It is, it's a long way to go, and also um it's a long way to plan in advance when uh, like only a couple of weeks ago, uh, Welsh uh, the Welsh government wasn't letting uh, fans into stadiums. So uh, if you're planning in advance, you're, uh, getting your train tickets booked in advance and things like that, it's uh, you know quite a risk to take if you don't actually know if you're going to be allowed into the ground. So uh, yeah, uh, with what was going on in Wales, uh, in terms of letting fans into the stadiums and yeah, it's quite a, a creditable uh well you gotta give credit to the fans that actually made it up there, I'd say. What do you think, Abby?
2: Yeah, no, fair play to them. Like people go country and what's the what's the expression? I can't remember. Over land and sea or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, fair play to them. Um loyal, loyal Maidenhead fans. I like it. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, yeah certainly one of the um, uh, more sort of prestigious grounds in that in that division. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they had a nice day out and uh, got to see uh, a last minute equaliser, which always, uh, yeah, brings a smile to your face. But yes, as you uh, alluded to, there was also three red cards in the Hollyport game. Uh Hollyport um, taking themselves uh off the bottom of the table there. Or they were one place above the bottom, but now they've jumped above working at Embrook in that uh, relegation battle at the combined counties premier division north. And uh yeah, a good 3 1 win against uh, St. P- some pantelamon, <laughs> who uh again had two players and their uh manager sent off. I
2: was thinking you'd ask Tom who they were playing now.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. You know, uh, got any idea
1: how you pronounce that, top? Or are you Say happy Pantolimon. with my pronunciation? pantalimon? you're going with, yeah, you? that's it.
0: That's what I'm going with today. That's today's pronunciation.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting little period for Hollyport as they've, uh, you know, had some good results. Uh, they've had uh, a few good results in, in games, but also some close uh, games against some pretty tough opposition. So they look like they're starting to put a little bit of a, uh, a run together at just the right time. And, uh Lift themselves slightly off the bottom. And as we were discussing earlier in the week in our chat, I think I'm right in saying, uh, like, uh, if they keep themselves, or if any of the Berkshire signs keep themselves off the bottom spot there, they will probably be all right for this uh, season. Uh, so, yeah, Tom's just stepped away as I was sort of like directing that question to him. But yes, uh, so the way the uh, promotion releg- or relegation is working for that division this year is that the bottom side is going to go down automatically. And then the second bottom side, four um, of the four worst second bottom sides at step five will also go down. So there's 16 divisions. So one quarter of the second bottom sides will go down. So the way the points per game are working, if Hollyport can essentially... The Hollyport, all working in Manbrook, for that matter, stay above the bottom spot. I think they're going to be all right this year, which will be great because uh, next year's Hollyport's hundred fiftieth anniversary. I think it is.
2: Oh, nice. I, so, yeah. I don't like points per game. I'll be honest; I'm not a fan of it. Also, it just it gets a bit too. Com- what well, I think I've said this before on the pod. of fact, actually, that that um the gif of the woman where there's like all of the yeah yeah that's me with all the data that's going past and I just get very confused by points per game I think I tried when I think it was last season I tried to work out points per game like across the whole women's pyramid because when we have a kind of in doubt of whether or not it's going to carry on and lots of teams like lose out significantly I think some of them will stay in the same they're all right and then a few of them I think so I think I did it for S4K for example and I think initially they were due to finish second and then they would have finished sixth if it had been points per game or something so yeah I, don't yeah. mind it
1: <laughs> no, I, I understand but I think it's the least bad solution in this scenario yeah, unfortunately I mean um, the, the whole reason that there are those reprieves is that uh, the idea is that two teams go down from uh, each step five league but um, due to gaps in the pyramids at step five and further up they need to uh, fill in another um, 12 places so 12 teams get reprieved essentially and that means that they have to then make a decision on who, who goes down out of those uh, second bottom sides and that's done on points per game. So I agree, not ideal, and, but at the same time, you've got to do something really to uh, sort out that division or you know fill the gaps there and further up. So yeah, uh, so we were just saying, Tom, as you stepped away, that if Holyport or Wokingham stay off the bottom spot for uh, uh, this season, then the way the yeah. uh, leagues are going should be okay, because they've got reasonably good points per game, uh, compared to the other second bottom sides, or the other sides they might be competing with. So, stay off the bottom, and you'll be alright. That's the general message. (laughs) Good. Well, uh, another game that saw two red cards, a game that I was actually at, was uh, probably... Uh, or one of the games of the day in the um in certainly in the Isthmian uh South Central League. Uh Bracknell going into the game with a 17-game und or 17-game winning run, not undefeated run, winning run, uh, playing uh, away at Marlow, who are the last side to take any points off them, where they beat them 1-0 at bottom meadow uh back in September. Um the game finished 3-1 to Bracknell. Uh, pretty comprehensive uh, win in the end, although uh, it was a really competitive and quite uh, uh, quite well thought out and fun game to be at. Um, uh, a little bit of needle, as you know, as you see with uh, where there's two red cards and uh, yeah, two very competitive sides going up against each other, but really well fought and some good play from both sides. Um, uh, before I discuss the game. <laughs> Do you really think, is there, um, at what point do we say, like, that's it, Bracknell are up now, even though it's not mathematically possible? You you said it last week, Tom, that it'll take four points for the next two games. So well, they got three. Yep. Uh, are you still, uh, you think, uh, a point this weekend at home to Chertsey? And you, so, you've I'd say, say three. I'd say three. Three. Three, three. But... three and it's done. They've got um, 12 games left, and I think they probably need uh, twelve, thirteen points from those twelve games, and considering they're going along at well above two points a game at the moment, it's yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, it would take a real drop in form to uh, it would to deny I, them now.
0: I'd I'd had a look at the league table, the last completed league table with a similar amount of teams, um, Hayes and Yedding, It was ninety three points in eighteen nineteen season. Um, yeah, they 19- won it
1: though, didn't they? Yeah, that's what
0: I mean. Yeah, the the, the champions ninety three points, mm-hmm. um, and they won that um, quite comfortably. Bracknell finished second that year. They had seventy seven. Yeah. Um, so anything anything above seventy seven, I should think, will be yeah. enough. And Bracknell are ten points off seventy seven points. So
1: exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, like I think being a bit conservative, I can't I can't see anyone getting to eighty other than Bracknell, basically. So yeah. if they get through eighty points, I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine. Um, I think officially they still need eight wins uh, from their from their uh, twelve remaining games, but it, it won't be that. I don't think uh, there are, there are a lot of good sides in that division. It's just Bracknell are a cut above them, I think, and uh, so the other sides take points off each other. And uh, you know, it's a really competitive division with one exception. Um, I think
0: you can see that very much from the teams that are in the playoff positions yes. that have been in the playoff positions all season. That hasn't changed.
1: Yeah, there's I mean there's essentially six teams going for, for four spots there. Uh, yeah, really competitive and really high quality uh, or decent sides for the level. And uh, yeah, I think are just uh, yeah a little chunk above them at the moment. Although they will have uh, some concerns because uh, top scorer and uh, 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 yeah wide man Seb Burman went off injured in their game after about uh, twenty minutes. Uh, on Saturday He's, he had scored by that point, he'd scored a penalty <laughs> uh, to keep his quota up um, but uh, yeah, some slight concern there, especially with Dave Tarpey not yet being back and uh, uh, Cully who came on late in the game uh, and actually got the, the other two goals for Bracknell, one with his first touch and then the second sort of, uh, or his second to finish the game off uh, uh, fairly late on, he was the man who was red carded and so he might be looking at some suspension. In uh, so there might be one or two issues in terms of uh, filling a forward line for Bracknell. Although, I mean, as we've That's mentioned, exactly, yes, right, they've got before, defenders. because, exactly, well. yes, right. <laughs> as we mentioned last week, they've their centre backs have scored more goals than they conceded. But what we did say last week is actually Bracknell have the best defence in non-league football at the moment. They uh, they have conceded fewer goals than any team from step one to step six. So uh, it's yeah, quite yeah. incredible stats really.
0: Someone has actually said Europe, but I, I, Europe? I, wow. I, I can't back that up.
1: Yeah, I'd
0: be very surprised if the entirety of Europe.
1: Back... <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't uh... back
0: it up, but.
1: But yeah well I'm, that might be my job for the, for the for next week's pod to see if i can try to yeah, quantify that europe stat but yeah that's not coming from us we're just saying the whole of non league so uh, yeah and they are pretty incredible but yes uh a red card for cully for uh uh it was sort of a um he went in for a headed challenge and got there very late and caught the uh caught the marlowe player and sort of flattened him but then a red card for the Marlowe player for his reaction following up so uh yeah two red cards in that game as well um like we say something in the water in berkshire last weekend um okay uh moving on uh to something slightly more uh, positive i guess if we've been talking about red cards uh we don't wouldn't normally talk about the women's fa cup after uh, all the berkshire teams been ed- had been had have exited but uh, there was some Berkshire representation in uh, the games this weekend, wasn't there, Abby?
2: Yes. Also, can I say, no, nobody's exited. Reading are still in it. They won.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm getting my League Cups <laughs> and, uh, and uh, FA Cups muddled up.
2: <laughs> yes, no, we've still got a Berkshire side in it, thank you. But yes, no. Um, so Amy Claypole and Emma Thompson are both Chelsea representatives these days. Um, They've both... I've th- I think they've both had stints at Reading. Um, Amy definitely has. I'm not sure about um Emma. But, yeah, so they both came on in the last sort of 10 minutes or so of um, Chelsea's uh a tie against Aston Villa. And, yeah, just some very solid performances from it. It's just very exciting to see youth prospects in England right now. Actually, generally speaking, across the board, I think if you kind of look on a maybe international scale as well, so when you look at England and stuff like that, the it's exciting to see how many fantastic youth players we have in england right now um because obviously they're going to be the future of um um our our system and stuff like that. And even at Reading, we've got some, some great youth players as well. So, you yeah, know, just congratulations to to Amy and uh, to Emma, definitely. And also a congratulations to Tia Prima who made her, who scored her first senior goal for Reading um, on Sunday. So Reading won 3-2 over Brighton. And um, yeah, in the last, I think it was at 83rd minute, uh, Tia snatched, snatched a goal to, to win it for Reading. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a really kind of round, rounded performance. Well, actually, no, I'm saying that that's, that. those words are not right. We, I genuinely think Reading were very lucky to, <laughs> to have won that game because Brighton had two chances. There was a uh, Brook Chaplin-esque ghost goal for Brighton. Definitely it smashed the crossbar. And yeah, there were shouts for, for a goal. But no, the, the ref played on. And then again as well. Lily would have made a clearance off the line and I'm not sure it wasn't actually over the line. But again, yeah, just we were lucky to make it through. So, yeah, fair play. But no, absolutely. The positive is that Tia Primer scored her first like, senior senior goal for Reading. Um, Deanne Rose made one of her kind of striding runs down, down the middle as always and struck from, I think, probably about 25 yards as she does. And um, it again, smashed the crossbar and Tia was there to, sneak the rebound which is my favourite kind of goal so yeah <laughs> congratulations to her yeah it was it was, yeah. it was a good game and Reading were on top for most of it but Brighton definitely struck back and were unlucky that it didn't go to penalties but I'm glad for that don't so, like penalties
1: <laughs> well yeah uh so uh also so positive to see sort of uh Berkshire representation here um yeah with Amy and Emma uh Chelsea in particular but before we move on, off on from them in particular Tom do you know what Emma Chambers made of it uh when uh, uh she spoke about it after the game
2: tell me you don't, don't watch know. enough women's football without telling me you don't watch uh, enough women's
0: football I don't know but she did have a great joke at the end of it
2: do we mean <laughs> Emma Hayes by the way not Emma Chambers Emma Hayes is Chelsea's manager Kelly yeah. Chambers is Reading's manager
0: Emma Chambers I'm, I'm, is I'm actually not sure la- entirely that happy is understanding what the point you're making here, Rob.
1: Yeah, so uh, Tom put out an article yesterday and uh, I, I didn't put it on our podcast chat because I knew you might be slightly annoyed, but uh, uh, he said Emma, Cham- uh, Emma Chambers reacts to uh, uh, Amy Claypole and Emma Thompson's debut. And I had, had to send him a message saying, uh, Emma Hayes is the Chelsea manager, Tom. Emma Chambers is the lady he played Alice in the Vicar of Dibley. So I don't know if he was watching his Vicar of Dibley boxing, the uh, night before, when he put his uh, put the article out, but uh, yeah, sorry, that I was... got
2: preemptively ranty there,
1: yeah, <laughs> ever so slightly, yeah, <laughs> preemptively ranty, uh, ranty at uh, yeah, the wrong time. I'm going to need to go sorry. sit down in a quiet room and have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> get over that. So but yeah, all I'm
0: saying, Abby, is we all make mistakes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, I thought I'd uh, get one over um, on get go in on Tom this week as opposed to you, Abby, and uh, yeah.
0: If uh, if you access the story on one of our Twitter pages, uh, I think you can. It hasn't updated yet from Chambers to Hayes, so that's um, not ideal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a slight mistake there from Tom. Uh, But yeah, um, uh, before we move on from the FA Cup, Abby, you wanted to make a point about the coverage. So, I feel uh, like
2: I've filled my quota for rant now, haven't I? Yeah. No, I. Do, it's it's just I'll make it short. I'll make it short. No, I just I'm was sit very confused. As some somebody needs to correct me on this, I have asked on Twitter, but nobody's replied. I just don't understand Straight why none of the games were available live. So you could watch the Chelsea game live on Saturday, which is cool, and you could watch the Man City game, albeit you had to create a Man City account and then pay one ninety nine. And then none of the games that were played on Sunday were available to watch live. And yet all of the, you can watch the entire game. So I rewatched, I watched back the Reading game because I was playing myself. So I watched back the entire Reading game. I just don't understand why there's camera crews at every single game, but none of the games are live when we have a dedicated platform for watching live women's football. It doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody needs to tell me why. <laughs> there you go. It must be a broadcasting thing or something like that, but just maybe a bit of clarity would be good. Yeah.
1: I mean, it would certainly be better to uh, get a few more of the uh, games there, especially on the rounds like this, where there's, you know, there's still a a lot of clubs playing. And so, you know, clubs from not just your sort of more established uh, 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 women's Super League clubs, the ones you perhaps would see more regularly on television. It's the uh, it's uh, clubs from all over the country. So, you know yeah, like I mentioned
2: yesterday, you could watch the Newcastle versus Ipswich game and they're both National League sides. And actually, Ipswich are having a really great season. They're top of the table right now and they're storming it. So they're definitely ones to watch. And Newcastle are having a decent time as well. Obviously, they've just had the takeover recently and they're really investing in their women's team right now with the takeover. So they're another side to be kind of paying attention to. So, yeah, just I didn't understand why you couldn't watch.
1: Yeah. Somebody,
2: somebody tell me the answer. <laughs> yeah.
1: And in terms of growing the game, I mean, uh, as we're looking to do with the women's game, it would be good to show clubs from different regions almost just to show that, you know, the football is there everywhere. I mean, obviously there's a few teams from different regions in, in uh, the women's super league, but it, does tend to be slightly more from the sort of South orientated. You've got the Manchester clubs above the Midlands there. There's not too much uh, in, in the women's Super League anyway. So like I say, Newcastle would have been a perfect opportunity to show something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how about you, uh, um, uh, you've taken us down with the rant there, Abby, pick a, well, pick out one, of, one or two games from last weekend that uh, you were more positive about uh, other than the Reading one you've obviously already, already mentioned. <laughs>
2: yeah absolutely uh, so ascot were in action in the southern region women's league cup and they won 5-0 over southampton women they've had a little bit of a tough time in the in the league they've been a, a little bit inconsistent with their with their their um results and such so actually that's a really important win for them and Again, we talked about it last week how silverware is something that would be exciting to have in the in the county. So yeah, they're doing they're doing well in in terms of the League Cup. So yeah, that's a really convincing win for them to win 5-0 over Southampton Women's Reserves. Um as I mentioned as well, I week, lots and lots of cups. So um I think yeah, there was only one or two games outside of cup fixtures that were happening really. So um were Ascot I can't remember no Ascot were not in league action they're in cup action so yeah, yeah Ascot reserves oh I'm getting confused with my there's there's so many cup games I just I can't I can't like put them together my brain does, is not working but yeah no lots lots and lots of decent um scores in cups and actually um so Hollyport they were in division 1 last season and they've dropped down to division Three, I think it is, and oh no, sorry, they're in division two and they've dropped down to division three south. And they were they're they're sitting mid-table, and actually they won seven-two over Abbey Rangers, who are sitting above them in the table. Um, so that was a really important win for them. And equally in the development division, it's super busy in terms of Berkshire sides outside of Division Three East, and Shimfield won 7-0 over Goring. So, yeah, they're they're doing well for themselves as well. I think they're up to second, so it's a little bit of cat and mouse between them and Thatcham this season, which is exciting. So that would Very be good. my,
1: yes. Picks of the game. Good. All right. Um, well, I think that sort of has wrapped up everything from last weekend. Uh, uh, Tom, is there anything in particular, any of the games uh, from this weekend's a set of fixtures that you're looking forward to seeing in particular?
0: I believe the big fixture of the weekend is uh, Slough at home to Hungerford Town. Um, Absolutely The East versus West Berkshire derby um, (laughs) Who knows which way that's going to go Hungerford have had a couple of defeats In the last couple of weeks Slough um, I think have been unlucky um, Mm -hmm. In the last couple of weeks So uh, something's got to give perhaps um really good opportunity for both teams to to get back to winning ways there um yeah. and you could see uh either doing that slough not a million slough are down in 15th at the moment but they're not a million miles away from hungerford i think it's um i think it's seven points separates the two teams so yeah. that's a really tight division and yeah. um, also just looking at reading city v hollyport i think i've got that yes. the right way around yeah um that is, uh, that's a kid. Reading City will be, Reading City have had a strange season in that um, they've won a few games that you thought maybe they wouldn't and they've lost a few games they thought you thought you really thought they should. Um, obviously, they beat Wembley last week. We think they beat Wembley last week. Um, on, according to the league table, they should beat Hollyport, but Hollyport are on a great run um, and I don't think that is going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination um, for either side, particularly. So, um, I th- I, given the between between those two, for me, really, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and no, I think the Hollyport playing Reading, Reading have just sort of lifted themselves away from that mm-hmm. um, relegation battle. I don't know if they were ever really in the relegation battle, but they're certainly on the outskirts of it, and they seem to have uh, moved themselves away uh, in the last few weeks. So, but Hollyport. Like we said, were seemed to be cut adrift at one point and are now sitting third bottom out uh, away from the relegation, outside of the relegation places. So, uh, two teams that um, yeah could do with a win or well, Reading just to sort of put a line under any uh, danger of looking over their shoulder mm. and Hollyport ready to sort of continue this push away from from that bottom zone. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like you we're saying about uh, Slough Hungerford. Yeah, Hungerford uh, actually briefly were in the um, uh, a uh, playoff places before uh, the midweek fixtures so uh, i think it was someone's uh, leapfrogged them uh, to uh, i think it was chipping them or someone like that has leapfrogged them to uh, push them back down to eighth but yeah hungerford's still very much in the uh, playoff picture so uh, yeah they'll be very much looking for a win and like you say slough feeling a little bit unlucky at the moment um any fixtures for you abby on the women's side that you sort of uh, want to highlight
2: yeah, absolutely. So this weekend, it's Barks and Bucks cup, County Cup semi-final. Um, so I'm hoping we're kind of guaranteed. Well, no, we are guaranteed a uh, Berkshire side in the final because Caversham will play Slough and then Wargrave will play Penn and Tyler's, So it could be uh, an all Berkshire tie um, in the final, which is exciting. Um Also in Southern Region, Ascot play Abingdon and Abingdon are third and Ascot are fourth. So that should be a pretty tasty game. Um, I think Abingdon are on 24 points right now and Ascot are on 22. So Ascot would have the chance to leapfrog them in the table. Um, no pressure on Mortimer in Thames Valley Division 1, but I do th- believe Badshot could wrap up the title against them this weekend. And Mortimer are struggling in Division 1 right now. So I don't know. Maybe they'll have some kind of miracle miracle score there. But yeah, so I think Badshot might might pinch the league um, there for them. And then I think in Division 3 South, it is Goring versus S4K. And again, that is a 1-2 a there. So yeah. Um, Scoring will be looking to pinch some points from S4K who are on an unbeaten run right now. Yep,
1: very good. And one other I'd uh, probably highlight is that uh, Maidenhead have just come off the back of uh, four games where they probably wouldn't expect to get many points and they managed to get seven points out of them. So uh, at uh, home to League this weekend, who are a team who are only four points above them in the league. So someone who's slightly, you know, closer to them in, in terms of league standings, Uh, A good opportunity to, uh, yeah, get another three points. And again, for them, really sort of start putting a line under any ideas that um, uh, they might be looking over their shoulder. Uh, Again, a decent gap down to uh, a Weymouth who are in the last uh, position there. I think there's nine points. So, uh, yeah, a win there would really start to say we're a mid-table club rather than uh, we're a club that's sort of looking over our shoulder, worried about relegation.
2: There is uh, some breaking news for that fixture as well. Um, it is unsegregated, that game. Main have just announced that the um, both entrances will be open for home and away supporters. Very good.
1: Okay, nice to see you the non-league and um, what doesn't always happen at the National League, so that's pretty good. Uh, any other business, guys, before we wrap this up? I know Tom's sort of looking at his watch at the moment, <laughs> but uh, is there anything else we want to bring up? Uh, any, uh, any initiatives or anything?
2: No, I've done enough ranting today. I'll
1: I've, I've to have a break. <laughs> yeah, let your blood pressure calm down. So, Tom, anything for you? I'm sure there was
0: something, but if I, I remember it, I'll um, just talk to myself later and tack it on to the end.
1: Okay, um, good. No. Uh, no.
0: Oh, uh, we may well have the survey results next week. Um, I'd really like a few more. If anybody would like to do the survey, please do the survey.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Fill that in and, uh, Yeah. Tell us what you think of non-league football and so we can start targeting more to exactly what you want to hear from us. Good stuff. All right, then. Well, if that's it, we will leave it there. Um, thank you very much for listening again. We've been the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast. And as always, uh, I've been joined with Tom by Tom Canning. Bye. Abby Tyshurst. See ya. And I've been your host, Rob Davis. See ya later. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.
0: This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tyshurst and Tom Canning. It was cobbled together by me and Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 210 that's 0330 118 0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.